0: Margie Worthington podcast all day, all day, Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink, just give me ten bucks. Yeah, all day. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by a Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names, make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money no oh, whatever it is. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 101 with first time ever on the show, Jazz Margosis. How are you doing? Uh, living the dream, Mark. You like yourself, mate? Good stuff. Thanks
1: for being on the show, man. Oh, thanks for having me. This setup, I have to say, is pretty sensational. Yeah. Um, and the fact that you've got some uh wonderful
0: posters of yourself up there as well yeah mate do you ever feel like there's eight of me watching yeah, you? yeah well it's not a now's bad. your chance
1: i mean it's better than the usual you watching me through the bathroom window i <laughs> think it's, it's all good
0: yeah it um the uh the posters over the years so for any of the audio listeners um if you see any of the the um pictures from the podcast or anything like that you'll see that i've got um, a bunch of posters from over the years i've got the first ever open mic at the basement poster that range from like 2018 through to 2019 um and then yeah 2019 onwards and then um i went for 2022 was the next one and then finally the end is my first ever solo show um and then in the top right there courtesy of nathan hillman i have an actual ticket that was printed for my first ever camera comedy festival show with jeremy smith
1: oh that's a very very cool what's going to happen uh when you run it next year though you run out a wall
0: well uh see that's the best thing about a room there's always four walls to go off it's true um the other ones are pretty full because of all the other posters and stuff i've got but yeah i i like the uh i like having that on display because i um I'm sitting here and I edit the podcast and I look up and I see him and it kind of reminds me like of all the gigs that have been over the years and that sort of stuff. Like, the triumphs and failures yeah, and everything yeah. in between <laughs> just waiting for triumphs but at the moment <laughs> um but yeah it's cool it's good whenever i have other comedians on the show that um started at the basement i've been doing comedy for like a year two years three years because when they come in they look at the posters and they say which one they remember like if they've been doing it for more than three years it'll be the elder one and then like you'll go back to the um like i uh, had sam siller here and he's like i remember that orange one was the iconic because that's when he moved to canberra so it's kind of like what you grew up it's a time capsule it's a bit really like,
1: it's a time capsule yeah
0: yeah i sit here and get nostalgic from four years ago <laughs> normally it takes it's, more than four years best. to look back but um yeah good to, good to have you over man i've yeah. we've done a couple of gigs together before we had um i think the first time i ever for, for listeners to introduce you to to them um so i've done comedy now for six years and uh, over the years i've seen um been oh what we good you good yeah i think that was mine which is interesting because
1: um i thought i'd turn it not only off but down as well yeah right so <laughs> bloody hell
0: the double you did the double tap big big fail there now let's see how popular you are over the next few minutes but anyway um we uh yeah we we've done gigs over the years i remember the first gig i ever you may not remember this one but um the first gig i ever remember you from you um emceed um a gig at um the phoenix and, uh it was when they after they burned down and they resurrected they they rose from the ashes rose from the ashes. um and uh, i remember just thinking like who the fuck is this solid comedian he's in like <laughs> he it looks like he does more than comedy because that that doesn't line up um i thought that when when you um were on stage or saying this to some of the other fellas i'm like is this dude like a fucking PT or something? Yeah. Like, why is he why is he doing comedy? Um, but then you you had me laugh, a man, and it was obvious obvious why you also do comedy. So it's good fun. I, I mean, I I won't say I was one of the
1: OGs of Canberra comedy, which is going back for ages. But I think I was on the way here. I was thinking about how long have I been doing comedy for, and I'd be close to be somewhere around fifteen. Years, maybe even more, but I, yep. I kind of I started doing a heap. We did Melbourne a few times, yep. and then solo shows in Canberra and that, and then just ended up MCing a whole bunch of sports stuff, mm. and that kind of took over. And you know, it's um but I still I still like doing the comedy. It's, it's such a as you as you know, such a great rush. It's yep. just uh amazing, but it's the most difficult of all the things to do, and probably the the. You know when it comes down to the brass tax, it doesn't pay as well as some of the other things. So mm. um, I think that's why you know you drift it off, but yep. it's great to get back in and do show like the the comedy roast, yep. which is sensational. And yeah, yeah, and um, just been involved in that in the Canberra Comedy Festival every year. Managed to 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 do a show or a couple of shows there every year. So it's good to keep kind of delving back in, mm, mm. Um, and especially because I was, I was kind of away for for a while there and you come back in and there's all these brand new faces that you you know there's still a few of the the older the older generation mm, but all mm. these new faces and people coming through and it's awesome to see yeah because it just brings a whole new vibe and a whole new audience as well which is which is so cool
0: yeah nice yeah we, um you um you mentioned the um being one of the ogs from the scene i was talking I, tom gibson dropped into a um, oh, he's an
1: og og <laughs> yeah i had him
0: drop into an open mic on tuesday just randomly hit me up for a spot i'm like fucking, of course yeah. um and uh we we're chatting backstage 18 years since his first ever gig oh, okay. and i was just like fuck, man like once once you crack over 10 like kai the last episode over 10 years now um yeah, he'd
1: be well. My first gig I ever did was with Kai. Was on that same. Oh shit! Well, he's song. got. It was raw. His
0: first ever time on stage was two thousand and eight. So yeah, when you there when you go. look at that, yeah, so it's more, way more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's about fifteen. 15 you, that would yeah, that yeah. would
1: be. I'd probably be about
0: fourteen then. Yeah. Cool. Fuck. Yeah. No, I don't know why I thought of over. Well, it is over ten, but it's f- fucking fifteen. That's that's next level. No, it was good to um, and he's kind of been one of the mentors that i've had in the scene over the years um i remember uh, when i first started Kai wasn't in the scene as much when i first started uh, six years ago and uh the main dude that i looked up to was bill macon oh yeah 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 bill's very funny guy F- <laughs> fucking hilarious man one of the best crowd work dudes i've ever seen when yeah. you when he was on the spot you know what i mean like i he'd always have bits or material to get through But the few times that he ventured away from it, if someone heckled him or whatever, probably some of the best shit I've ever seen. That's just one of those things, like,
1: crowd work, that I think you either can do it well or you just don't try it. Sure. And and some comedians, because that's where you're almost, if you've got your set, you kind of (laughs) know, you're in control, you kind of know where you're heading. But as soon as you go crowd work, it's like, you know, safety net, gone. let's just roll the dice because you never know what you're going to get mm. with people and what they're going to say and what they're going to do. And sometimes it turns into absolute gold and other times it's like, Oh, why am I giving this drunk person any kind of airtime? Yep. And they're just not, just not working with you. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's it. No, he, I, I haven't, um, I haven't seen him for years, man. Like I think the last time I seen him was midway through 2020 and then he moved away. So, um he was a big mentor in the scene um for me because he gave me my first ever <clears throat> first ever camera comedy festival show he did gave me the support for him in 2019 i oh, think nice. um and um yeah that was good I think he sold out street theater three um at, for that gig um so it was the first time I did a gig that wasn't just an open mic you know yeah, um, yeah. actually I think I maybe did a support um a paid support before that but not in the festival it was like in the upstairs room at the um at uh, civic pub it's kind of different vibe
1: open mic compared to because you're like oh, people have actually paid yeah so i, I kind of want to deliver yeah yeah like you still want to with an open mic but it's like ah <laughs> oh, you know you've always got the wave of oh, i'm trying stuff out whatever <laughs> but if it's a, if it's a paid gig it's like this is meant to be good yeah okay. and and if it's not Uh, but but like it's interesting the people that have come and gone and those that are still there and they'll kind of jump like you said about tom just jumping in randomly yeah and and there's fewer the the guys and ladies from you know kind of way back that that still come in and out and then there's those that have like chris ryan who stayed consistently kind of in the picture yourself now someone who's become a mainstay and it's it's uh the scenes really really changed but for the better there's so many so many gigs and opportunities i think when i first up there was the pot belly mm. yep That's I, I think that greg, was greg
0: kimball ran it then or? uh yeah yeah, yeah so yeah.
1: greg was actually the first person i kind of met yep uh with canberra comedy that that first gig i ever did um was with kai and greg nice. and it was raw um and i got uh runner-up highly commended which is clayton's yeah thanks for coming <laughs> uh, and greg won that one nice. but he sat next to me and just introduced himself yeah and we became you know really good friends are still friends with greg today and then we did a lot of gigs together um the, the same way i suppose when you come up through the scene or even if you're on it you, there's people you gravitate towards and you enjoy working with them yeah and you kind of become friends outside and you it, you just end up doing lots of gigs together or splitting shows or whatever because you just kind of vibe and for me greg was that person so we did melbourne a couple of times and mm-hmm. we split a a show as well at canberra so you know all all those guys that that kind of come and go have a, have an impact um uh, and i know i think sometimes it's sad that that
0: you know they find
1: other things to do but it's yeah. it's awesome when they come back
0: yeah um that that's that's it man he's one of the, one of the cool guys that like when i first started sort of um was easy to chat to and that sort of shit. he was on one of the early episodes of the podcast so this is 101 i think he was on like episode six oh, yeah yeah we hung out back room at the basement and he talked about uh i think it was a two-part episode and he just talked about a few things from over the years comedy and um he spoke about how he fucked up a scholarship when he was young like (laughs) he fucking like he probably it was just what i'm going to be doing for the listeners is um now that i'm in the hundreds i'm going to every second episode is going to have me doing a new intro and whatever's upcoming gigs or anything like that and then i'm going to throw back to an older episode bit of a flashback yeah so in the next um uh it's in the next few episodes, um, it'll be time for that Greg Kimball one to come out of the archives. Oh. But here's the thing. When I first started, I recorded video but only released audio. I still have the video, so now people are going to be able to see the unreleased original videos. Actually, put the, put the name to the face. It's fucking the camera angle's so shit. It's so funny, <laughs> dude. It looks like a fucking mystery shopper cam. Like, you know those ones like... Hey, this is... Oh, Quentin Tarantino should direct it because most of it is Greg's foot... Yep. <laughs> in frame, because he's wearing thongs, it's mostly his foot right front centre. So if you're a foot fat guy, oh, tune into the upcoming oh, you've gig. you've got it sorted. I might actually owe Greg more than I didn't pay him for that first episode. Well, that's fan, OnlyFans there
1: for Greg. <laughs> yeah. I actually did a gig with Greg <laughs> to a bikey gang in Burua. And I, he's written an article about this a bikey gang in burua where he got on stage and the first thing they said to him was that if he wasn't funny they were going to set fire to him fuck uh they also had they also threatened to break his legs yeah and just before he started some one of the ladies went who's got me fucking stubby holder so we had to stop and find this bikey lady stubby holder
0: fuck
1: before we went on and essentially (laughs) we just got up and would say one line and then the bikey gang had just yell whatever they wanted at us and we were like (laughs) whatever you say it was it was it was literally the worst but the best gig ever because it was you're never gonna have and never have i had an audience that was so drunk yep uh so full of drugs and we actually videoed it yeah and uh, there's there's a guy on at one stage coming up and offering my wife some some uh, a big joint, and she just goes, Oh, no, you're right." Thanks, darling. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what a fucking. And then the the, the sergeant of arms came yeah. up and just went, "Some of us may be wanted by the police currently, so that video doesn't go anywhere." But Greg left his joke book. He wrote all his oh, jokes yeah, down yeah. at the pub at Burrowa and one of Fuck. the bikies uh, took it mm. and found Greg somehow yeah. and posted it to him. Holy and shit. And we had a big drink with them afterwards. They were on a, a, a ride. One of their members had died and it was a big yep. kind of charity yeah, you know, yeah. memory ride. But we, we went to burua for uh, the year before as yep. part of a – what what a, what was it a, a bit of a rural tour to raise funds and get practice in for Melbourne? Yep, and it was the w- like we went to Yass and we had four people, fuck. and there was more of us than there were people at yeah, Yass. Yeah, yeah, so four people, and then went to Burua and we had maybe twenty, yeah, twenty or thirty. So we went, we'll go back to Burua because that's it was almost that that rural thing became uh, a, a rite of passage. Fuck, like yeah. you have to do these crappy shitty whole, you know, places, yep. gigs. And and we went to go on Borough, and no one turned up, mm. like not a single person. So Bev went, I'm going to go find us a gig. And she's returned and said, hey, we've got a gig. We're not going to get paid for it. But they said, if you turn up, we'll listen. So we went to the pub and this bikey gang are being kicked out of every other pub and they were outside. So we did it on this wooden Pagola thing which is Fuck. what greg was in when they said that set fire to it yeah yeah um and danny philippa who was on the scene he, he would have he was still at uni yeah so Fre- so he was absolutely bricking it because he was absolutely <laughs> positive that they were going to murder him <laughs> or take him prisoner and use him <laughs> as, in green, their sex yeah. dungeons or something <laughs> like he was he was bricking it he was there just before he was going on and we had to talk him down because yeah. he was going i'm gonna die i'm literally they're gonna kill me they're gonna hate me or my baby face and what have you and um so danny the first thing he said when he got on stage was who's armed and a whole bunch of women put their hands up holy fuck! and one of them went do you want me to go and get my gun and we're like no no we don't need alcohol drugs and guns (laughs) mixing here today thank you very much and he he was so nervous and and as i said they were just You'd say a line, and they'd just abuse you or say whatever they yeah. found was funny. So we were like, "Whatever, this is this is this is something you're going to get through, and yes. no heckle is going to possibly compare to this." True, but Danny was a bit kind of. So the Sergeant of Arms got up and went, "Right, everyone, shut up," and he said, "Say this," and he whispered Danny a joke, and then Danny told that joke, and then he's looked at the whole bikey gang the sergeant of arms so they've all immediately laughed (laughs) because they knew you know that's thank you don't don't mess with him then um i'm a bit of a rambler then kale uh he's over in uh, in the states now kale bogdanos one of the oj he got up but he then decided and we're like no he was he started trying to take the piss out out of them back,
0: fuck yeah, and we're like,
1: read the read the room. It yeah. is like it's not like a normal heckle. Yeah, these are wanted criminals that yeah, are yeah, like, that's yeah. not. And it got at one stage we thought he's going to get shanked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had to calm the whole situation fuck down. Yeah. But yeah, that was that was our our somewhere back in the annals of somewhere written. Greg wrote an article about the Burrower bikies. Fuck
0: but yeah, but that dude.
1: gig became kind of legendary yeah. and, and i don't know what it is about greg but yeah. he since he it, every time he went to burua yeah someone would threaten to harm him in some way so he got set fire to break his legs and i think there was something else that they were going to do to him as well for <laughs> all these different gigs but only greg yeah for, yeah i don't know if he's got he's got a punchable face or yeah something. i don't
0: but, know man he looks like he looks he looks like a teddy bear i don't know if i'd, if, if, I know, maybe I'd ever want any harm on him Um, is, well, actually I, from memory and we're going back like four years, he told some of that story when I had him on the show, he talked about the missing joke book and all that sort of stuff. So, um, It'll be cool for me when I'm editing that to listen back and be able to, like, put his, the stories together. His perspective yeah. on it. Good every, stuff. Because everyone's got their own little... I don't think he mentioned who else was with him, but it's been ah. years since I recorded that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. that'll be good, man. I'm I'm interested to... I haven't seen Greg for years, but I'd love to have him back on the show um like sort of like a contrast between four years ago and now yeah. like because he's done a lot in that time i seen he put out a special that he recorded at the belcon and art center um and that was that was good gus up it's um it's a good spot to record there actually it looked like i think duck helped him with that recording and audio and shit like that yeah duck's duck's been great at helping locals out yeah he did my that. first it's, it's thing. awesome he did my first ever proper recording short fast funny at the fucking um croatian club i think it was oh that's right they had a whole bunch of people doing yeah like fives, and it was yeah. like here's an opportunity to put it no swearing and i fucking swore so much and uh, they <laughs> added it. They uh IKT kids edited it yeah and i got it back and it was like three and a half minutes <laughs> <laughs> five minutes cut down to three, three. Yeah.
1: one thing i love about greg is um sometimes he would just and I, 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 this is not something that will come as news or a shock to greg because yeah. we've talked and laughed about it is that he will just get up and do stuff and sometimes he's like this is Shit, (laughs) this is not good, this is not funny. But then the way he takes the piss out of himself Mm. not being funny turns it into something that is even funnier. Mm. It's it's almost to a point where, as I said, we were gigging lots. It was like, I hope Greg has a shocker tonight because then it's going to be the funniest show ever because he's going to have to start ripping the crap out of his how how crappy he is. It's it's one of those awesome things that... You know, you 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 actually don't want your early jokes to land with Greg. It's yeah. like, Yeah, and then watch him just go after himself. He, he's he's the best heckler of himself I've ever seen. Yeah, Phenomenal.
0: no, no, it, I've seen it. Um, so when I first opened open mics at the basement, um, Greg was on one of the early lineups. Actually, I think it was the same day we recorded that podcast. We did it. We did the podcast before the open mic, and then everyone rolled in and we started kicking on with it with a gig. Greg and I um, are there. I said to Greg, "Look, man, you're probably my best comedian on, most experienced comedian on the lineup tonight." I, I love Can- the
1: fact that you've gone. You're the best, co- most experienced. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like, yeah, like- I couldn't even fucking
1: lie. <laughs> you're the be- oh, You're a comedian on the lineup tonight, <laughs> I Greg. I tell you what's funny,
0: <laughs> Greg. You're physically here, yeah. no. Um, so, no. The, the 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 reason that I did that quick on the spot edit. Um, yeah, we'll do a breakdown. Um the reason is because I just went in my mind He's the best Oh wait, no, there was probably some that were that were there that night that are listening to this podcast and I know how fragile fucking comedians oh, egos yeah. are. And oh, I did that actually to protect other comedians that- and then realized once you pointed it out that <laughs> I'd actually in turn <laughs> fucked Greg a little bit. <laughs> and then i thought yeah but he's got a punchable face so yeah. fuck him yeah. um so no anyway what happened was he came and did the gig um and there we go next up on stage we've got greg punchable face Kimball. Uh, so, <laughs> <Yeah, that's it. laughs> um i'm like i need i'd like if you can stick around to go up at the end yeah um because i want to try and keep people here and 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 get you get you up at the end and reward people for sticking around sort of thing. Yeah, that,
1: reward them with yeah. Greg Kimball comedy. Um,
0: maybe, <laughs> maybe I had a different way of saying it. Maybe I just <laughs> said, Greg, you piss out Sit down and have a couple of drinks and yeah. I'll let you know when you're on. <laughs> but, um, the, but as I'm doing the lineup, somehow, I don't even know how he discovered it, but this fucking dude walks in with a thick Scottish accent and says that he was traveling and he's in Canberra for the night. He does stand up comedy and he's wondering if he can have a spot. All right. And I'm like, yeah, no worries, mate. I'll put you up uh, towards the end. How about, um, yeah, towards the end. So I get to the break, I do the lineup for the second half and it's he's and I put, I'll oh, make the Scotsman second last and then Greg last, last. Yeah. right? <laughs> That, and the fucking Scotsman, like he's got the proper Billy Connolly style fucking Glasgow accent, oh, right? Yeah. So no matter what, he could read a phone book and cunts would be in yeah, stitches, yeah, right? Yeah. So he gets up and does a fucking set that's like we had young Billy Connolly just reincarnated in oh, front of us. Hey, follow that, Greg. <laughs> and Greg gives me a look like. Thanks for putting me up last. I really appreciate the fucking spot. And like you said before, he's the best heckler of himself. He gets up on stage and opens with, let's say that the guy's name was Jordan or something. He just gets up on stage and he goes, who reckons Jordan should have closed? (laughs) Yeah, That's- and and that just had everyone off on the right foot. Yep. And then he just continued to do his shit, and like every now and then he would just go like, "Well, that didn't land very well." Well, anyway, how about this one? And then he'd be like, "He's like, I'm so fucking glad I stuck around to the end of this," and then just kept going around, and yeah. F- so I've seen it first oh, first hand. Yeah, I,
1: I've seen him do one at A- Ainsley. So so. Bev used to run a, a, a one at Ainsley
0: yeah, for a couple heard, of years. Yeah, and we were yeah. getting
1: some really, uh, you know, Greg Fleet, Damien Callanan, Chris, like people started contacting us, mm. uh, us contacting Bev. She was mm. re- really, Dave Thornton and Chris Waynehouse And they, they've even since still said, if you ever start a room up again, we'll come yeah. and, and play. It, nice. But the new owners. I've heard talk, good
0: things about a lot of those. Like, it was um, just,
1: yeah, it was good. We had about up, 200 yeah people regularly that would just come and it was uh, you know how it is If a room successful then you and you're part of it you kind of give yourself some time to get up because it's you know it's more stage time it's all part of it yeah yeah so and again that was that time when
0: a lot of cases that's the only way you're going to get paid
1: oh exactly (laughs) well who should i get oh me yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) greg was was emceeing because greg and i do a, a fair bit bit of nepotism and he wasn't doing well so he just said I'm going to start the break off uh, he said I, I hate myself for this but i'm going to pretend i trip over on the way up he said it's the worst kind of lame way to get a joke yeah. is to try and trip yeah. and you know make the that laughing laugh. that's yeah. literally he said, what i doing. just need i need a laugh i don't yeah. care how i'm going to get it it's right and he and he messed that up even <laughs> he like tried to do the trip and then then kind of confessed <laughs> that hey i was so shit and i was trying to get a laugh by doing this but i couldn't even do it. and again won the round by yep by doing that I, I used to introduce greg as uh an award-winning comedian um which is true but none of the awards were for comedy yeah Heart <laughs> yeah. back to his you know under eight best and fairest or something <laughs> which technically is still an award and he's still a comedian runner so. up in raw yeah well that's your award yeah absolutely. that's my award yeah. um
0: we had a guy when i was in high school and um i when i was when i started he was already in about year nine a couple years ahead of me um i'm from the south coast and um he apparently early on like year seven or eight was getting on stage for like an awards ceremony or whatever and he tripped on the top step then every time from then onwards, right up every time he got on stage, he would purposely trip on the top step. Uh, and I was in the audience by this point in like year nine or or whatever. And um, he was getting his year 12 certificate. And as everybody was just hanging on it. Here it is. Here it is. Yeah. He gets to the top step and didn't just trip. Went to do the fake trip and fully fucking face planned <laughs> and oh. slid like he was scoring a winning try, wow. and everyone Big was finished. like, uh, "I mean, it was kind of intentional at that point." But everyone's like, "Thank fuck that dude is gone because in the, <laughs> you know, if, if he had to repeat, he'd kill himself next oh. year trying to do that." Getting getting harder. And trying harder to one up it. Yeah, yeah, but um, the uh, the other OG from the scene that I um thought of when you're talking about Greg um and um different personalities and paying out on yourself and shit. I had um a really good opportunity um with and and bigger gigs over the years. Um had a really cool opportunity to have Uckmel here last year. Ah yeah yeah. So he came through and um did a great show, for, sold out the basement. Um and um the thing is because of that, I got a really good opportunity because he actually bought um a opener with him that I probably would have never got to meet or work with from the OG scene. Um, he he brought um, Jay Sullivan. Jay Sullivan. Jay Sullivan. Yep. He yep.
1: moved to England. Oh, Jay or is moving yeah. to England. Jay Jay was part of the O oh, well definitely part of the og when i first started jay sullivan was like the the guy yeah so there was like hamish steve o's um mo yeah tom gibson and jay was like the man yeah i and it, he was he was kind of headlining and and what have you and i remember a gig he did where he's his set involved dropping a c-bomb yep and we counted one time and it had thirty-two Buck. in in this course of about two minutes. Yep. And even people who were totally offended by that word by the end of it were killing themselves like it was such a cleverly mm. done mm. thing. But Jay, yeah, Jay's Jay's and Akmal um yep. they've they've been been ty- And Jay's he he's one of those people that I've seen him sit there a bit like I don't know. Well, not like Billy Connolly, but in terms of I've got nothing to say. I don't know what I'm going to do, Mm-mm. and just get up on stage and free it, style it, improv it on the spot. It's and exactly absolutely.
0: exactly what happened at Ackmail. He hadn't done comedy in fucking years. Yep, and he looked fucking nervous. He yeah. was sweating. He was fucking pacing. He was like Ackmail had to talk him off a fucking cliff a few times, like you know. <laughs> and then I'm like. You know, I'm asking him, how do you want me to bring you up? He's like, just say my name. I don't like whatever, man. We'll just do it. Just get get me up there. He was fucking like nervous as fuck, dude. Yeah. And there was a few last minute plan changes and they weren't sitting well with him. And then all of a sudden, and I fucking really like my comedy gut was telling me that, dude, you're about to do 15 fucking minutes in Mm. front of a sold out basement crowd and you've been talked off the ledge twice already how well can this possibly go yeah and i would love to tell you the best bomb that i've ever seen in my life but unfortunately for the story it was not yeah he got up there and crushed for 15 fucking minutes while i was just literally backstage with this dude while he's staring at the wall and unable to like Concentrate on anything, buddy said, and just yeah. got up there the switch, and fucking isn't it? crushed
1: it. You just like, see the switch, like they get you know, behind stage, you're nervous, you whatever, and then you get on stage, the switch goes and then it's yep. just who
0: is this person? Yeah, those was so uh, Kai went to that gig, Kai was in that gig, he, he went to watch, and he was saying that, like, actually, no, he wasn't here, I got it confused, he was at the Doug Stanhope gig that I ran. Um, he Messaged me beforehand and said, Holy fuck, Jay Sullivan's gonna be there, Mm. like just out of the blue. Yeah, yeah, that's that's I got that fucked up. Um, but yeah, he was Kai wasn't at that one, but he seen the lineup and was like, Jesus Christ, that dude hasn't done it in ages. And but also, I'm so glad that I got to um see that and, and and just the switch, man. Like, anyone in the audience wouldn't have known the fucking like. Straws he was clutching at just before backstage. that, and I think part of it was just he hadn't done it in so long, he just wasn't like, um, there was a fair bit of unknown. It's, um, it's, it's a confidence yeah. thing as well.
1: Like, it, I I take big breaks in mm. between, like, just not for any other reason that doing other stuff, mm. and I just can't do it. And then the first few back are clunky, but like, even like yourself just see because you're doing so much stuff just the confidence and the flow Mm. and the ease of which you do it but like five years that's a that's a that's a big break that's
0: a big go yeah
1: but the thing you're talking about you know bill and and kai for you when i first started yeah um obviously met greg yeah um but jay was kind of one of those people that I looked up to was like, so Jay and MO. Yep. So I think our first Melbourne show that we did was Greg, myself, Jay, MO, um, Hamish Hudson mm. and Rafe Morris did a bit okay. as well. And well, these are just kind of way back, but yep. Jay and MO were, were two of the guys that I looked to for, yep. for crafting jokes. And, and I think what, still one of my favorite ever gigs was that, the pot belly mm. and mo was mc and there was virtually no one there and he just went let's have a chat and that was it it was like nothing and it was literally one of the funniest yep. things he'd go y- just yell something out and I will do something with it and and that was it people just random people at the bar would yell out something and he'd do a joke about it yep. and do a almost do a set on it and it was it was just brilliant and i think next door's um laser tag i don't know yeah, if it's still yeah. there still there so there was this kid was wandering back and forward and looking in the window yeah so Emma started you know making contact through the glass with this kid and hanging a bit of shit on this yeah. kid uh and the kid has ballsy kid he would have been about seven or eight yeah walked into the pub On his own, walked into the pub, walked up on stage, and and I I swear to God, this is one of these. If you weren't there, yeah, but you wouldn't believe. He's grabbed a beer bottle, turned it upside down, and threatened to shank Mo on stage in front of the pub. He said, "I will shank you with this," (laughs) and we're like what the hell like you you couldn't script that that would Holy happen fuck. and we're just going who's this kid because he had we could emma called him little fonz because yeah. he had a black leather jacket on and a white t-shirt and jeans mm. and this dark hair and it was all slick back fuck, yeah. and just you know emma's like hanging a bit of crap walks in up on stage middle of this pub threatens to shank emma and Holy then fuck. boom, boom, his pair, like you know he's like where are your parents what's going on so it never seen or heard of this kid again but it was like holy fuck it's like was going oh my god i've just been little Fonz has threatened to shank me with a beer bottle
0: it's like, <laughs> oh, fuck. It, was,
1: it was it was crazy um hey if you're, but,
0: you're listening little Fonz. yeah <laughs> you know who you are you know who you are um yeah that i i run potbelly gigs now i i picked that back up so. That's
1: that's good that was a, like a little mainstay early on and yeah. then is it interesting that what venues have come and gone as well yeah um i mean that's great to see kind of one of the 50 years in a
0: few years the potbelly wow. um crazy. since it's first opened that's crazy and um i had um so i um yeah i've only just taken it back in the last year um, but it's good to have comedy there but, because there's so much history in that fucking Are the building. gigs
1: still like, hey, we're doing a comedy gig tonight, but half the place is just there still to drink and they're not there for the comedy and they're yeah. going to have a conversation. And give a shit if there's some comedy going on. We're just going to talk at the pub and you're just going to have to
0: <laughs> talk over us. That's it's still, pretty much that everywhere. Still, but yeah. the good thing yeah. is there is actually the one of the best things about that bar is there's nowhere to hide. So if I'm and they've raised the stage too, so you've oh, got a, yeah. a bit of more height. So if I'm there doing comedy and there's people there just having a meal or whatever, most of the time, like still not yet, I've haven't been able to win them over. Like the, there's been a few times where people have gone in there to have a burger or pizza or something and have a beer. And I've gone Are you guys here for comedy no we're just here for because I'll ask' them. I'll straight yeah. up like ask like and there's a lot maybe they'll leave during the break but they definitely finished their fucking burgers like five comedians ago yeah but they <laughs> just wanted to like stick around so I actually think that we've got a few people to stick around which is a, a good and potentially come back
1: yep which which is which is good that's that's what you need because there's so there's so many gigs on now. And it's certainly it's like I said, it's really exploded in the last little bit. Hmm. And and I had my big kind of time away there while I was establishing myself doing these other MC gigs yep. things. But you come back and it used to be one open mic and mm-hmm. then you'd go to, and Civic Pub was like the pro place. Yeah. And Potbelly was it and there was nothing else really in between. And now there's places all over the place and Places all over the place. <laughs> wow. No. Well done, Captain Obvious. <laughs> but open mics all over the place and so many opportunities yep. and comedians wanting to run rooms. And that's that's a, a hard thing to do. And, you, I mean, you do it really, really well is to have the time to have someone go, I'm going to run this room and organise all that and then try and build it up and keep it going. And that's, I think, why so many places came and and went is because they didn't have a comedian that was committed to it or someone mm. that was committed to running it yeah and the place themselves so many places were like yeah comedy's good but poker machines pay a lot more yeah a lot of rooms have, have fallen to that even
0: you know civic as well yeah unfortunately uh, yeah and that's one it. of the one of the main um i remember my first um paid gig at civic pub um i was like fuck this is how it could be you know? that's, what, that's
1: kind of that's the thing is like oh I paid you get civic pub I've kind of made it now like that was <laughs> I, that was the thing that you, you were you were now considered someone that was good it. enough yeah. you were made it like oh, five I, I
0: still got so like you know how um you get the dr- they'd give you like a drink ticket <laughs> yeah. um and a lot of comedians keep their first dollar they ever earned from comedy or whatever um i kept my first ever drink ticket because at the time i think i drove and i got two and i um or i got one and i I was like fuck it i'd rather have the the drink ticket than the drink at this point so that's in my collection of comedy shits my not my first ever payment because i don't think i don't know if i got paid i feel like i only got the drink ticket that was your payment um I think I wasn't even meant to be on it. I think someone pulled out and last minute there's like, is anyone able to do a five minute spot? And I was the first to jump in that was on it. So I got the drink ticket and um, I'll tell you a funny story about, um, you know, uh, Benny Eggmilly's? Yes, yep. So I remember one time we did this gig there, Benny was there, I think he was doing like one of the feature spots or whatever, showcase or whatever. He was he was doing like a longer set and I was doing one of the support sets. And we get in there and uh he he does i didn't know him too well i think i first met him at the at uh, the um phoenix when he first moved down from sydney yes and yep. i've been chatting with him at the uh, open mic and shit. and then we're on this paid gig together and um I was like, uh, yet again, it was another paid gig. I kept my drink ticket. I think I've got about three or something from over the years. It's all, all memories are. All and they're all different colours. They used to make them different colours and shit. Um, and they'd expire like sooner, I think on the day. Like you had to spend them that oh, yeah. night. Um, anyway, so I fucking get there and I'm like, well, I've got my drink ticket. So that goes in the pocket for the collection. I go up to the bar and I'm standing behind, I'm I'm driving again, so I'm, I'm thinking I'll just get a soda water. So I'm standing at the bar and I look over Benny's shoulder who's in front of me and the bartender's making up this drink. She's got this large tall glass and she's just putting um, soda water in it and she fills it up and then she puts it up on the bar and Benny's sort of like looking elsewhere and he looks back and he leans in and he says something to her and she goes ah oh, okay and then gets him a, a shorter glass and gives it to him and then he pisses off and i get up to the front and i'm like oh don't throw that out i'll take it you know and she goes okay then and um i'm and i'm like cool and i turn around and i take a sip of this fucking thing and it's like rocket fuel oh just And I was like, what the fuck? And I go up to Benny, and I'm holding this fucking glass. I'm only taking a sip out of it. And I said to him, bro, what the fuck did you order? (laughs) This tastes like fucking... It tastes like maybe gin and soda. Is it like a fucking double or something? And he just looks at me, and he goes triple because I'm not here to fuck around. And I was just shit. So I drank a third of that and gave it back to him. Fuck it. You yeah. know, I have to drive. I yeah. can't have more. Um yeah, so dude, he just fucking that that was my first introduction to that shit.
1: What what are your thoughts about drinking before or during a gig? To because I've never mm. had I just go I I, I need to be focused and sharp that's just me I know some yep. people are better if they had a few drinks and loosen up a bit mm. like it's mm. it's there's no real right or wrong it's you got to find out what works for you but are you someone that has a drink
0: Man I so there's people over the years I've seen um either especially emceeing so many open mics you see people that need to be fucking shit faced to get on stage you see people that are the other side and they're just like "No, if i have a drink i'll forget my shit yeah um i've seen people like fucking tom gibson who's a fucking psycho the first ever paid gig i ever did he was there and i spoke to him about this recently i get to the top of the stairs at civic pub and he's got a coke a beer and a water and he's fucking s- mixing between <laughs> yeah. them to balance himself to the right amount <laughs> yeah. he's like oh a bit more water and yeah. he was like he was like a fucking chemist <laughs> yeah. just mixing his own level of fucking intoxicated yeah. versus awake yep yeah. and so there's that um which is fucking hilarious and um but i you M uh don't drink too much. Yeah. Because the first ever time I ever went on stage I thought, oh I'll know. I'll have one drink just to calm the yeah. nerves. And I fucking forgot a couple of bits leading so my first ever set had a couple of small jokes and then a story at the end. Yeah. Safe first ever set. Yeah. I forgot two of the three little jokes at the start. So I only had one, which wasn't the strongest one of the three. And I went straight into the fucking story and I stretched the story out. So by the time I got to the end, it was everyone was fucking over it. Yeah, And I blamed the one drink that I had. Yeah. So I went for like five years of not drinking before shows. And in the last 12 months, I've gotten to the point where I don't drink before I MC, like if I'm doing um, open mic MC stuff I don't drink, but if I'm doing like a spot and I'm not driving, then I'll have a couple before and then a few after.
1: Yeah, because you know
0: what you're doing, whereas with like, yeah, whereas yeah. that that night with the with Benny's triple, um, <laughs> and that's why she gave it to her in the in the tall glass because I could just picture her being like, "Look, we're not allowed to do triples in a short glass." Yeah. So he's probably just going, "Oh, well, just give me a, a double then or something," yeah. you know. But I um. I that was after I'd already done my set, so I'm like, all right, I'll have me one drink, and then I'll be here for a couple of hours, and then fuck off. But just hanging around after the gig and stuff is is cool. And we, so we've the, that was the Phoenix that I the first gig I ever seen you with. Um, to try and um continue down that route, the second gig I ever did with you, um, that I remember would have been um at, one night you emceed being Central. Yep yep and i hadn't put uh, and so the lineup goes yeah first ever at phoenix umc been been central um you did the comedy roast last year and then i've got you for the comedy roast this year which is awesome now the the reason that it went down so well with the two roast gigs and why i wanted you to do those is because i'm a massive ice hockey fan and i didn't take the time to see the person announcing it i obviously knew the voice but i didn't know the person (laughs) i was at bean central i was next up on the lineup and i might even i've got a sound sample i might just put it in right here so people are going to hear this sound sample um, and i'll chuck this that in right now And we're coming back from the sound sample. <laughs> look at that. That is that's dark magic right there. That's right. Whoa. Exactly. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> fucking, um, yeah. That's, um that's f- f- fucking five years, going on five years wow. of podcasting coming into that yeah. skill set. Yeah. But anyway, um, I was about to get on stage, and just as um, you're announcing me, I hear that sound sample, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's the dude from the Brave Games. <laughs> and then I had to go into my set knowing that I was about to have a chat to you after about fucking ice hockey. Yeah. I remember you came up
1: and went, oh, my God. you That kind of story was – because I think – i think that's it like sometimes if you don't know the face you hear the voice yeah and you're like or even the name sometimes like, i know the name but if i see the face i'll put it yeah i'll put it to it so yeah that's um
0: yeah a, a lot of people are
1: like are oh, you do i oh, know So it's the voice yeah a lot of people if they go i oh, look at you
0: and it's like man what have you but then the voice is like oh do you do yeah, so. yeah, and you also do. Um, so the other reason it's perfect for the roast battle is, like, I don't think that there's one person within Australia that's more suitable to MC the comedy roast battle, uh, the co- the mortal comedy roast. Roast battles fucking um, been um, owned by someone oh, else. It's yeah. trademark. Yeah, it's yeah, trademark. you can't yeah. use it. Yeah, so it's uh, well, not not officially, but I um, I know that they're people that use that name, and I don't want to confuse it no, with their no. gigs. And I think Mortal Comedy Roast is a that's good thing. That's great. Theme. Um, Mortal Kombat. Mortal Comedy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, because that's not fucking trademarked. Anyway, um, <laughs> no. no, the difference is their lawyers give more of a fuck about the big money. They know yeah. not to chase someone like me. Yeah. Um, but there's no one more qualified. You've got um, not only comedy – mc and mma we're doing like mortal comedy being like uh like a combat style comedy roast yeah um and that's why you're perfect for the job man what's the um what's the other stuff you do you got mma what's that so,
1: like yeah this the, well i suppose i started off doing the comedy um and then and here's a boring one for all the listeners and, and then i was um involved doing i'm a, a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy yeah so i've done that since 2007 it's uh, been a
0: fucking nug. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>.
1: <laughs> it was like, like, I played played rugby for 20 years and stopped. And I was like, what can I do now? Yeah, yeah. Did a bit of Oz tag and that says, no, there's no physical contact. I need something that. And then, you know, MMA and, and jujitsu, but jujitsu, it's like, yeah. oh, sometimes you get too old to be punched in the face. Mm, but, mm. you know, hugs. Yeah, yeah. Hugs in your pajamas. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go- and, and And then it kind of went to the the fact that, a uh, guy was um, running a cage promotion, a, a MMA promotion, and then he his MC pulled out and he went, "Well, I know you get on stage and talk, yeah, and you know jujitsu and MMA because you train it, so why don't you MC?" And that did that, and he went, "That's brilliant, you can do it from now on." And then another okay. organisation saw and they do, "Well, we do Muay Thai and boxing, can you do that?" I was like, "Yeah," and then. Um, as I said, Bev ran the comedy room and she mm. got a phone call from uh, Dave Lewis, was one of the original Brave players, his wife. Yeah. And she said, Bev, you know MCs? Do you know anyone who's an MC that knows anything about ice hockey? And I've followed the ice hockey since the 80s. Yeah. Like for way the back. Knights yeah, times, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and just NHL well, as well. well
0: um brave's fairly recent isn't it in yeah the grand so that was 20 things.
1: 2012 yeah and then Bev was like well yeah nepotism boom in it comes it's like pick me fuck yeah uh, and then from that i even got the canberra chill yeah uh, who's in the the new hockey one australian league yeah um, the guy came to the to the brave game and said can you do the field hockey for us so yes got the big finals on here in canberra next weekend
0: oh, fuck um, yeah,
1: um and then so it, all these kind of different things so there's that there's the MCing the fight shows so i do a lot of mma boxing yeah. muay thai kickboxing shows uh do MCing and commentary yep and then um yeah the ice hockey and then the field hockey and then kind of comedy shows as well in amongst it and nice. then MC. i've started MCing a few weddings and trivia and fuck yeah occasionally but i mean end of it it's it's for me it's it's never going to be a full time thing i've yeah. seen how much time and effort people have to do to turn it into full time sure. but i love doing it it's a great little kind of you know, pay some bills and they're all things that i'd I'd want to be at? Mm, mm. It's like, would you want to come to this event? I was like, yeah. So hey, do you want the best seat in the house? Yep. And and I just love having a microphone and talking. Yeah, like that's a bit of a thing. But that that first comedy roast battle, yeah, um, it was that was the most bizarre one of the most besides the bikies yeah the most bizarre gigs yeah ever yeah, and, yeah. And you would know because we all went to get up and do a five minute set yeah and we're like let's pull out some good polished material that we knows hit mm. at festivals and paid gigs nothing it's like crickets like what the yeah and then we did the roast battle and it was the killerest one ever. It's like, so you, the crowd is essentially, no, you promised us comedians destroying each other. Yep. That's, that's what they were there for. It was so, it was. I, I love the the backstage stuff before you guys went on. Fuck I remember someone just going, "Hey, you know I'm going after your wife and kids, right?" <laughs> it was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fat prick. Yeah, no worries, and yeah, give me a hug. I really love you, and, that, and everything I'm about to say Dude, is just part so of it. It was, it was like Waver Central. It yeah. was like, hey, you know when I say this about you, I don't yeah. really mean it, but
0: <laughs> it was the best ver- thing. Was like one of the other comedians dropped into. To say good day, like after the first half, and um, after we'd all done our five minute sets, because we'll still do that format this year, because I like the audience knowing the person from a five minute set before we get into it. But it's also fucking hilarious to see the audience just be like, "We're not here for this. We want to see you roast each (laughs) other." But the but the best part is one of the other comedians dropped in to say good day. Walks into the green room and says, "How's the first half been?" One of the other fellas goes, "Bro." We just fucking ate a bag of dicks, each and every <laughs> yeah, one of us. Oh, and, and it was a big bag. Yeah,
1: it was a full bag, and what we ate was multiple, yep.
0: large-sized ones <laughs> yeah. as well. Like it yeah. was clustered. Yeah, they they roasted us for the first half. Yeah, the audience roasted us essentially. And I've had people that I didn't know were there yeah. hit me up and say that, like, that after that gig. Like people that came in and seen the gig and I didn't catch them before they left that were like, you need to do another one. So that's why yeah. I'm running it again. And I think that, um, all going well, it might become an annual thing. So. I I love it. I think yeah.
1: it's great because it's something, there's so many different formats of ways you can do comedy things. And the, mm. like there's the roast battles kind of famous, you know, in the, in the States and, you know, yep. all this kind of stuff. And, um. I think it's just a great way to have a comedy show that's just a little bit different. And it's a different way for comedians to get a laugh as well. Yep. And it it almost gives you an opportunity to practice heckling someone, but in a safer way because they're your mate or someone you know. Yeah, like a trained heckler. Yeah, it's literally heckler training. Yeah. And so you pick up some of these lines. Some of the lines were just brilliantly scathing and it's like you could apply that to anyone it's 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 yeah it's heckler training essentially it's it's heckler training that's what it is
0: yeah it's the it's the dude in the padded suit for the attack dog yeah Um, that's it it's but i i did a um birthday roast for my 30th and i had some good ones on that in fact um i got footage from that um, which I'm going to put out for my birthday next year. So March next year, I'll put out some of the clips from that. And fuck, there were some good ones on that. And the funniest thing is they were roasting each other as well. So yeah. like it was four comedians roasting me. Do you remember Dom? Do you know this guy, Dom? Uh, he comes in and out of the scene. He's Could be one just of those super, f- know the face. Yeah, super dry sense of humor, fucking just hooks straight in, right? he'll he just has he's been on the podcast before such a such a good dude and good comedian um and he but he just doesn't rock up very often um and he produced four fucking pages (laughs) he went at the end wow and didn't just do a few quick roasts it was like a four-page fucking essay that he read out word for word about my roast and i've got all that and um yeah, so that that'll go out. Um but yeah, it's just a good format. It's a good good way to do it and also um it's a good um it's good fun for the audience cuz they can vote and sort of get a bit yeah. involved as oh, well.
1: It's it's a real audience interaction thing. And I think if you have people that come back again, and I reckon people will cuz they had if you say how how good was that gig? Everyone mm. will go, that was a great gig. Because you forget about the cluster that was the start. Mm, mm. It was kind of... But but the people, I think, that come back are like, oh, now we know what it is. Yes, yeah. it's there's the roast, but there's also a bit of comedy at yeah. the beginning. And I think that was what well, people were just expecting, a straight-up roast first on. But now that it's kind of clear that, yeah, that's yeah. part of it, but there's also... A bit of this as well. Yeah,
0: I think it's about announcing that at the start so they know what they're in for. But that's how
1: you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Your first gigs, whether it's a new room or or whatever it is, it's like, oh, we've got to work out. Because the audience, you've got to work out with each other. Like, Mm. you know, it's it's that kind of dance that you you do. There's also some comedians that you know you get up and you do a five and they're like oh yeah, that's pretty good but then you give them the roast thing like mm. it's suddenly like oh that's your thing you're, you're you're just a really good at being an asshole to people yeah, so yeah. which it which in itself is you know that's a, I, I a write different
0: skill set the best roast jokes about myself oh, which yeah. is a shame because I don't get to use them um, as much but I'm I think that that's a good um, good quality to build on like I'll, I'll sometimes roast previous comedians if i'm emceeing the yeah. thing like or they'll have a go at me i've had a few people chuck out like they'll 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 throw out a quick one for me dude i fucking the best roast that i ever had against me was was sam talent i bought sam sam yeah. talent um up on stage i was i had booked him for canberra um well he he has his own promotion company but they through contacts of doug stanhope they put sam talent up and i'm Damn. like sweet he gets up on stage starts by roasting the venue a bit the basement says that it looks like a goth's lounge room Yeah, um <laughs> and it looks like you know all this stuff He and he goes and now we're on to marky jesus uh. christ he goes that bloke looks like he was conceived in a haunted hot rod, and I was just like, <laughs> yeah. "Fuck me, I cannot outdo that." So, I've, I've, that goes into the list of my favourite roasts yeah. against me. Um, but we'll um, we'll we'll close up with like a with a story. Um, let's. I want to talk about like a lot of your sports that you emcee, um, like MMA, um, hockey are um not comedy um uh contact sports yeah like this where well, you see a fair bit of contact and shit i've been at a game which UMC that i can't remember the team but one of the dudes copped a fucking puck to the face and lost three teeth yeah and it was so fucking full-on i think it was around 2017 16 17 um adelaide i think one of the guys from adelaide i can't remember exactly but Um, I had just started playing myself and I seen that and I was like, that is why I wear a full fucking visor. There's no way. And dude, um, like for anyone that's an ice hockey fan, they probably see shit like that all the time. You know, I watch games in the States where they've got like outdoor, um, like, um, fucking ranks and all that sort of shit. And dude, the one thing that I, that sticks with me from that was the dude was on his knees, right? pool of blood they cleaned him up no worries right brett burns like from the nhl yeah, yeah. with a fucking miss and i've miss- seen a video where he welds collide ice hockey and mma yeah i've seen a video where um brett burns and conor mcgregor met each other and the height difference is fucking crazy there but like so conor McGregor's a fan of ice hockey yeah. and he's a fan and brett burns of fan mma so he signed a stick and gave it to connor and connor signed a pair of mma gloves and gave it to him and um, the first thing that Connor said is, like, what the fuck happened to you, And uh, <laughs> That's not a bad accent. By that. Pretty good. <laughs> and uh, it was a bit like, do you like dogs? Like, you know, that fucker. Jesus Christ, look at this yeah. fella. Anyway, um, he says, yeah, he copped a stick to the mouth. And they won't fix it until after he finishes, yeah. after he retires. But now that the bridge is weakened, he can lose more easily. Um, So the rest are more susceptible. But the one thing that I remember about that dude from fucking Adelaide copping that puck sweet to the chops is... Fucking scruffy, the manager, or the fucking the rink, not the rink manager, but the dude that um does the one of the Zamboni I mean, dudes. Yeah, yep. Not the guy that's still there. The dude that's not, not still there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I Comes yep. out with a fucking shovel, shovel in yep. a pair of fucking not even like and skates or anything. Yeah. He rocks up in a pair of fucking boots that look like they're about to grow roots, and he fucking scoops out a section of the ice and puts it into a bucket and just pours a bottle of water in yep, there and lets it refreeze. It. That was fucking, like, in front of everybody. And I thought to myself, you, you've probably seen some wild shit. Have you seen any, aside from something that you would have seen that I just mentioned, yeah. what's one of the more hectic injuries you've ever witnessed? Oh, I've seen a
1: couple of dislocated shoulders Yeah. Uh, in MMA fights. Yeah. People
0: landing and things... Uh, yeah. things just get bending in is that your thing like mind uh, mind's like blood and teeth oh. but if you're if you, if that's like that yeah. that's that your there's thing
1: things when things are just not in the direction they're meant to mm. and it's really really bad i think
0: that's more ocd
1: that's no. pretty that's pretty <laughs> b- i have i have seen uh, players and team officials walking skating yeah. around the ice looking for what's where someone's teeth Fuck uh, yeah! That's a good one because it's like, hey, if we get this on
0: ice, we can potentially save it. Fuck yeah, dude! Um, that's the twofer; would know. make a kill, and if they defrosted oh. um, Philip, wouldn't they?
1: There's so there's so many ice hockey players, and even like, like here for the brave, they're like, I'm I'm not getting it fixed now because there's a chance it'll I'm just going to lose more. Yeah, so I'm going to wait till my hockey career is bit. But I'm going to wait till my hockey career is over, then I'll get it sorted. Fuck. But so many players are missing teeth. Yes, yeah. like, oh, even back in that, goalies never used to wear masks.
0: Fuck, dude! I seen a what? photo. Dude. I seen a photo recently oh, of nineteen fifties goalie. Oh.
1: Like
0: the uh, Elephant Man. Yeah, dude. There's a 1950s goalie, and um, the fo- caption because it was. I follow a few ice hockey pages, oh, ice hockey fights and shit like oh, that. Oh, ice hockey
1: fights, one of my favorites. Yeah,
0: and I listen to um, when I get the chance. Um, Joe Bartnick, who's a comedian, does a podcast called Puck Off, um, and uh, they talk about games and shit like that. Joe Bartnick is one of my favorite. Um, comedians is um, friends with Bill Burr and yep. shit like that like, like he's Bill in that Burr. scene yeah well Bill Burr skates as well he talks about it on his podcast how he does a few like fucking drop-in games and shit oh, actually great. speaking of MMA and like shoulders and shit Bill Burr described perfectly the um, the like the, the the broken ankle from an MMA fight if someone oh. goes for a shin kick yeah, and, yeah he's like it reminds him he said it reminds him <laughs> Of when a kid puts on their dad's gum boots and they can't fucking step <laughs> yeah. properly, so the foot yeah. oh, is like to one yeah. side. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like I can't fucking not think of that. But how good's that? You know, you get kind of fucking parked up with a broken leg, like oh, your wife shouldn't me DMs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking doesn't give a shit. He's, he's still he's gobbing fucked off.
1: Up. Yeah, yeah. Still gobbing off. I, I think that's that's I don't know. A lot of people don't like it, but I like the contact. Yeah, and the, but. In saying that, you get to see, like as comedians, you get to see in the green room, you get to see behind the scenes. Mm. And all the yeah, there's some fighters that don't like each other, but 99% of them yeah. will have a chat and a drink with each other afterwards and take photos and have Facebook friends and follow each other's yeah. careers and because you see people at you know, the, the gyms all go to the same different fight shows. So you get to know everyone and it's same with the the hockey as well like a lot of them are good friends from rep teams or Mm. youngsters and that and it's it's sport and it just Mm. happens to be a contact sport same as rugby league afl and you know whatever else it might be even like the not the ice but the the field hockey Mm. those short corners and you've got essentially putting a you know a a sieve on your face yeah, as a yeah. mask and then running towards someone who's about to thunder clap a mm. freaking hard ball at the goal and yeah. and you're like yeah I got some rolled up newspaper in the socks and this little sieve thing on my face so I'm just going to run at it blindly So you got yeah yeah try and stop it so there's going to be there's going to be injuries but it's it's no one's being forced to
0: there's also long-term injuries as well, things that might be niggling but like you don't see. Um, I've had um, a MMA fighter um, on the show twice before um, from, um, from up the north coast um, called Drop Bear. Uh, uh, fe- uh female fighter? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Danielle Curtis.
1: Danielle K- I have MC'd a couple of her fights. Cool, yeah. good stuff. Oh, yeah, so she's been on yeah. the show twice. I used oh, yeah. to work
0: with her at the basement as bartender. Yeah. Small world. And, um, yeah, I've had her on the show twice, and she spoke in length about her first ever fight was against a trans athlete, male to female, and was just brute strengthening through every fucking bout. It was an open weight, open... Um, Open weight and open um, age, mm. and was it jiu jitsu or MMA? What no, it was it was open style as well. Oh like wow, fucking like well, I, I might be getting some of the details fucked up, but basically yeah. what happened was it was just too much range in, yeah. in this thing. So she comes in first ever proper gig, and I think it was like for prize money, but it was basically yeah. winner takes all um and watched a few of this trans athletes fights and was just no technique just pure fucking brute strength right through from get get from get go to um to from go to woe. and she was like well i think if i get through to the end it's going to be me versus her yeah get through to the end and in and also oh it wasn't just open everything it was only by submission
1: ah okay no time so sub so- sub only sounds like a because i have in jitsu they have weight classes yep. and then belt classes right but there can be a big discrepancy in experience in within a belt class because yeah. you could be on a belt for
0: four years, four years yeah, or, yeah.
1: or five years yeah. or even more and then they have your weight class but then they also have open weight so mm. yeah you got someone who's 50 kilos up against someone who's 120 that can happen in the means one. And it's, yeah. it's like,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I, I, um, if people, if you like, um, Drop Bear might listen to this and have a few corrections on the story. But this is, um, the first start. But I remember how this winds up. Basically, what happens is, um, within the first couple minutes, um, Drop Bear's opponent basically had her in a neck crank and just was reefing at it. No yeah. technique, but just, just couldn't get it the technique right, but was just fucking yanking. Yeah. And she felt it fucking pop. Oh. But she kept fighting. Yeah. Eventually won against the trans athlete at 45 minutes. Wow. And still has issues with that vertebrae years later yeah. you, you you read about like
1: concussions a big one that's yep. coming up now yeah which i suppose is why it's like hey i'll do jujitsu because there's no one punching me in the face mm. and i'm mm. you know i'm 50 next month so yeah it gets to a point where it's Fuck, like yeah. what can my body do that i can still be active whereas yeah. in jujitsu it's it's like hey this i can be doing this for 20 more years yeah easily yeah. so it's great You know, workout and and all that. But if you, yeah, there's all. I suppose with any sport, there's the chances of, you know, injury. Most injuries I've ever had doing a sport is freaking touch footy and oz tag, tearing hamstrings and yeah, and that. Whereas I haven't really had any major injuries
0: playing rugby and doing jujitsu or any any other stuff. But Yeah, it's like it's, my uncle says about yeah, motorbikes. Because yeah. like the only time I've ever been majorly injured on a motorbike was when I decided to go for a short ride on the farm on a posty bike. Yeah. Everything yeah. else out on the road on the big bikes is fine. I, I think because
1: know? if you're training and doing whatever and it, it's it's structured and professional and you mm. know what's happening mm. and it's it's not some ad hoc yeah where things are going to get a little bit crazy but sure. But yeah, it, it does. You're right. The the meld up to again circle a train around the meld up between that kind of MMA announcing and yeah and what have you and the the comedy thing. It's perfect fit. Like that yeah you know
0: that's in the red corner and the blue corner, all that kind sure. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some good MC shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's let's wrap it up with that. Um. So if anyone wants to come along to the Mortal Comedy Roast on the 30th of November. Uh, we have Jazz is going to be emceeing it. We've got a lineup of myself, um, Zane and Zane Harlem and um, Laura Johnston as well. There'll okay. also be ring card girls and um, a chance to win a, um, a bar voucher as well. So it's a, a mighty packed show, full of a bunch of, and a guest at the end, um, special guest um, to cap off the end of the night. Ooh. So yeah. Cheers for being on the show, man. Ah, oh, mate, absolute
1: pleasure. It's been awesome. Thank you very
0: much. Yep, what a good chat. Cheers, um, Mark. Closing out episode 101. Live the dream. Cheers. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Just yeah, right Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of the strip cup with your floppy disk. Yeah. All day Make people feel shame for shit all day. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blow it. Turn it into a hard drive. Yeah. <laughs> <but it'll> get... <laughs> We're here to keep a couple of little money. That they're not proud of. Just give me 10 bucks. Ooh, go Did you hang up? No, I just said click.